0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, turn to uh, Matthew chapter 6. They're still passing the offering, so I'll start here in just a moment. Uh, let's pray for Dr. Savell. He's um, ministering at Word of Life Church in um, in Hawaii this morning. So, Father, we just thank you for Dr. Savell and Miss Carolyn, and as he is uh, preparing, as there's the time difference, I thank you, Father, that... You speak through him him clearly. I thank you that he operates in the seeing and the knowing. I thank you for a word in season for the Sepulveda's, a word in season for the entire Word of Life Church. I thank you for signs and wonders to follow the word preached. I thank you as they are celebrating their anniversary. I thank you that you refresh them, that you strengthen them. I thank you that you give them wisdom for the days ahead, wisdom on how to operate and, and, and run and, and navigate the ministry in these, in these days and the season, Father. Thank you for your handler lives, and we count it an honor and a privilege to be connected to such a great man of integrity that's pursuing you and woman of integrity that's pursuing you with all their hearts. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll get to Matthew chapter 6 in just a moment. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer to two scriptures um, just for if you're new in the series on what I've been talking about. And we've been talking about the righteousness of God. and But I haven't really been talking about our position in righteousness yet. But I've been really just dealing with God's righteousness. And um, one of the ch- uh, chapter, one of the verses is uh, Psalm 71 uh, verse 14. I'm going to read this. So you can just stay in Matthew chapter 6. I'll get there in a moment. Psalms chapter seventy-one verse fourteen says, "But I will hope continually, and will praise you yet more and more. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness. I mean, I'm going to talk about God's righteousness all the day. You see, what well, my mouth shall tell of your of your righteousness and your salvation all the day, for I do not know their limits." Jeremiah twenty-three. Now, you're going to, and we've talked this, I don't have time to, to review this, but understand we've seen the connection that where we see God's righteousness, we see the connection of his salvation. Where he is, salvation always follows, right? Because God doesn't show up and leave a person the same way. Because he is righteousness. The only way that you'll stay the same way when he, when he shows up is you refuse to change, not God. Jeremiah 23 says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David. This is verse 5. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I'll raise to David a branch of righteousness. And then it describes as a branch of righteousness. It says that he, he'll be a king and he'll, he will reign and he'll prosper. He'll execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. Then in his days, so in whose days? The branch of Righteousness. The king that's going to reign and prosper. That's going to execute judgment and righteousness. In that day, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell safely. Now this is his name by which he will be called the Lord our righteousness. The Lord our righteousness. So when we see God and we see righteousness, we see salvation. Some of the things we talked about, that when we saw Jesus operating as this king of righteousness, this branch of righteousness, we see him doing works of righteousness. And what does John tell us? It says, what were the works of Jesus, what were the works of Jesus that he came to destroy the works of the enemy? See, we see Jesus doing righteousness. He preached the kingdom of God. What's the kingdom of God? Righteousness, peace, and joy, right? So when Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, what are we seeing? We're seeing Jesus, the anointing on him, manifesting righteousness in unrighteous situations, right? So let's pick up in some, some new things this morning. And the title for today's message is, End His Righteousness. And his righteousness, you know, uh, when I first got born again, this, this, you know, Matthew 633 was one of my favorite scriptures. And, and so it was one of the scriptures that I thought I at first, you know, that, that I could quote. And, and I went through a period of time of quoting this scripture, you know, seek first, you know, you know, you know, you know that, you know that verse, right? You like this verse? And so I would, I would quote it, and then there was one year, um, I mean, I, I'd been born again for quite a few years, and I, I'm, I'm like, quote, I, there's certain scriptures I would quote. And one time I, I just was quoting this one, and I felt the Holy Spirit saying, you're, you're not quoting it right. I'm not, I'm not saying what right. He says, you're, you're not saying the verse right. I had to go, I had to get my Bible out and look. I'm like, well, no, I know it says this. He goes, no, you're missing something. Because I would always say, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. And so, I I, I mean, that's why I'm seeking first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will be added unto you. No, it's seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Now, let's unpack this for a little bit. Um, Let's look in verse 25. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, What you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds. For they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And what what is the song, you know, they were singing. If, if, If he dresses the lilies. What? Right? With beauty and splendor. How much more would he do that for us? He says, look, look at, look at nature. Look how nature is taken care of. He says, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Now, uh, a couple weeks ago I was ministering and, and I talked about Jesus' prayer in John chapter 17... And in verse 25, Jesus is closing out his prayer and he refers to his father. But he says, oh, righteous father. Why did, he, 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 could have said, he could have just said father. But he's closing out his prayer and, and on purpose he says, oh, righteous father. Some, a righteous person is full of right. They overflow with right. There's no wrong in them. They overflow with right. Oh, righteous father. And he he goes on, he goes, I have made your nature known to them. Some translation says, I made your name known to them. And I will continue to make it known. So everything Jesus did, everything he said, was to make the Father's nature known. So when Jesus is ministering this, early in his ministry... He's ministering and what is He doing? He's letting us know the nature of the Father. And what's the nature of the Father? He's righteous. So let's go back to verse 26. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly righteous Father feeds them. If He's going to feed birds... If he's going to be righteous enough to feed birds, he sure is enough righteous to feed you. Are you not more valuable than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field. So he said, look, and then now verse, in this verse he says, consider Lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God, or you could say, Now if a righteous God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Verse thirty-one Therefore, do not worry. Do not worry. Do not worry. Now you're, you're saying, well, you know what? Well, that's kind of clothes, that's house, that's food. But what if it's something really big? The issue is you could take anything that you would ever face in this life and Jesus could have put it in this scenario. It doesn't matter the scenario. It doesn't matter. It's not, there's not something that's more, that's bigger for God than this thing. It's not, there's not something more. Oh, well, that's cancer. Oh, well, that's an ingrown toenail. Oh, well, that's, you know, that's, that's a million dollars of bankruptcy. Oh, well, that's a hundred dollar payment. It doesn't matter the size of it. The issue, the emotion that comes when there's lack is the same. The, motion, the, the emotion that comes with disappointment is the same. And you're like, oh, well, you don't know what I'm experiencing. Well, you don't know what I'm, I'm experiencing. It's not about, you know, seeing whose problem's bigger. The issue is wherever my problem is, my faith has to match it. Amen. My faith has to be bigger than it. Because there's things that Dr. Savell is responsible for that I'm not responsible for. There's things I'm responsible for that you're not responsible for. It is not saying that I have a right to feel more, fear more because my fear is different. No, we're all on different levels. But the issue is we have to deal with the emotions that come with the fear. We have to deal with the emotions that come when someone treats us wrong. We have to come, we have to know how to deal with the emotions on when things didn't work out the thought, we, the way they, we thought they should work out. The emotions are the same. So what does he tell us? Don't fear. Don't fear. So the the answer to fear is changing the perspective about our problem. The answer is getting our eyes off the problem and getting our eyes on the right things. So what he says, therefore, do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father. But who is he? He's a righteous father. Knows that you need all these things. Verse 33. But seek first. But seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. I, 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 I like increase. How about you? You like increase? I like going forward. I don't like going backwards. I mean, I like multiplication a lot better, but adding will work. I'll take adding. Seek first. Now, there's something... uh, I know this is simple. Some of these things I'm going to share this morning are simple, but sometimes we need things to simple to, to kind of illuminate us to kind of where we are in life. Because you can become a professional Christian. You can become like, you have, you can become, you know, I know seek first the kingdom of God, but still not know what does that mean? And, and what does that look like in my life? Seek first. Now, with the very, the word seek, have you ever played hide and seek? Remember hide and seek? I like hide and seek. I'd play it right now if, you know, could. I, flashlight tag, you know, But when you were playing hide and seek, you were looking for something. And there was an expectation that you're going to find what you're looking for. The issue is a lot of times we say we're seeking God, but we have no expectation of finding something. We're religious. We're religious. But we're really not expecting anything. You see, our faith has to be connected to everything we re- receive from heaven. You're not going to seek for something without an expectancy to find it. There was one, there was one uh, uh, Christmas that it was really cold outside and we were doing some things in the backyard. And I, I was um, doing something with Bryn and CJ and um, and I think we were throwing a ball back and forth, back and forth, and, and I just threw it, I, th- I threw it, I threw it this hand, and um, you know when it's cold outside, your your shrink, your fingers can 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 shrink a little bit, and I and I and I went like that, and my ring f- flew off in the backyard at night. <laughs> I did not want to tell her. And so, I was seeking. <laughs> I had to go inside for a minute. Did I tell you after I found it or before I found it? I can't remember. But I remember going inside and I said, Lord, I've got to find this ring. I'm seeking the Lord to find this ring. You know what? I didn't I didn't pray. I, well, I prayed and I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, can you, you show me where, where this is? Can you, can you illuminate where I need to look anyway? At least, at least an area that I can look, where, where to start looking. And, um, but you know what? I didn't go in the bedroom and just say, okay, I'm done. I prayed. No, I had to get seeking. I had, because I, I prayed and my prayer, I'm expecting that I'm going to find what I'm seeking after. And so I, I got quiet in my heart and I just kind of looked out of the yard and I just, okay, go to this spot. It was a matter matter of 60 seconds, and I found it. But I was expecting that I'm going to find it. See, a lot of times we're seeking, but you have no expectation that His righteousness is going to manifest in your life. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Whatever you're facing... Whatever the lack situation that you're dealing with, whether it's something like clothes, whether it's a house, whether it's food or whether it's cancer, whether it's diabetes, whatever it is on the scale of whatever you're dealing with. The thing is, is we're seeking his kingdom and his righteousness. I'm expecting his kingdom and I'm expecting his righteousness to manifest in my situation. And when his righteousness and his kingdom manifest in my situation, all those things will be added unto me because God does not want to decrease me. He wants to add to me. The enemy is the one that steals, kills and destroys. God's all about adding to your life. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5. Thank you, Father. Let's go, Holy Ghost. His righteousness Going back to that psalm, it says righteousness and salvation. He goes, I don't know their limits. Hallelujah. Let's have an unlimited expectation of what God wants to do in our life and through our life. Verse 6. Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. Hunger and thirst. These, These words hunger and thirst here aren't... Aren't words of you know uh, I'm a little hungry. No, these words speak of desperation. These words speak these words speak of if I don't get if I don't get this, if I don't find this, if I don't obtain this, if my life doesn't get get a hold of this, I'm not going to live. I, if it's like getting a drink of water, I need water. If I don't have water right now, then I'm going to die of thirst. It's, this is, this is not the way that you and I in our Western understand, think of hunger and thirst. No, no, this is, I've got to have this in my life. I, I, I need nothing in, else in my life. If I could just, if I could just have something to eat, if I could just have some water, but, but he's here, he's, he's not saying blessed are those that hunger and thirst after natural things. We are, we are sometimes too desperate, hungering after natural things more than we hunger after the word of God or his voice in our lives or, 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 or what he desires to do in us and through us. We spend more time about praying about ourselves instead of seeking God and asking him, what, what do you want me to pray, Lord? What, how do you want me to operate in this? What should I do? See, blessed is blessed. Happier are those Happier are those, empowered are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. What for they shall be filled. How many people like being filled? Well, I guess it depends what we're being filled with, I guess. But, <laughs> but so, so seek the kingdom, and all those things will be added. Seek. Those that hunger and thirst after. So so I'm seeking. I'm going after something. So so I'm going after righteousness. So I'm going after something, then I'm seeking it, right? Yes. And so it's in this pursuit. Now, it's not. I'm not seeking a result. I'm not seeking an outcome. I'm not seeking. Um, I'm not in a relationship with God to see what he can do for me. I don't pray to see what he can do for me. And all of a sudden, if it doesn't come to pass, then I'm going home and not going to play anymore. I'm seeking him because he's my vital necessity in life. I'm seeking him. So when we talk about seeking his kingdom and his righteousness, or we talk about hungering and thirsting after righteousness, we're talking about a person. He is righteousness. He is righteousness. I said a couple of weeks ago and I wasn't sure how, how I was ministering something started coming out of me and I was like I'm not sure if I, I need to make sure I'm scripturally correct and but I started talking about the fruit of the spirit. You know what righteousness one of those one of those nine fruits none of them are righteousness. There's not a fruit of righteousness. There's no, there's no fruit of righteousness, but what we see is when we see the nine fruit of the spirit operating, we're seeing God's righteousness working. Yeah, right. We see the we see the uh, the we see the fruit of the spirit working in our lives, and then we're seeing righteousness that produces holiness. So it's this 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 relationship with a person. So so when I talk about seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, or hungering and thirsting after righteousness and being filled, I'm talking about pursuing God. Go to Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. So if we're going to be seeking after something, it's because we have an expectation. I have an expectation that when I come to church... Because I'm not, I'm not here for a religious experience. I'm here because I'm hungry after righteousness. I'm seeking His kingdom and His righteousness. So therefore, I'm opening myself up. Add to me today, Sunday morning, whether I'm ministering or not. Not, Lord, add to my life today. I'm seeking after You today. I'm going to Your Word today, and so, 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 cause me to be filled today. Let's look at Matthew 10. I think it's verse. Uh, Forty. He who receives you, receives me. He who receives you, receives me. Now, you're going to see the, these, this word receive multiple times throughout um, these verses I'm about to read, but yet they have two different definitions in the Greek. So, the first one where he says, He who receives you, receives he who receives. This word in the Greek means to grant access. He who grants access, they then receive me. And he who receives me, receives him who sent me. Now listen to this. He who receives a prophet. He who grants access to a prophet. In the name of a prophet, shall receive a prophet's reward. So the other definition for receive is obtain. So first I have to grant access to the prophet in the name of a prophet, and then I can obtain what the prophet has. So let me teach this for a moment. Then he says, and he who and he who receives a righteous man. He who grants access to a righteous man. If Philip were to come to my house and he would ring the doorbell. And then what I would do is I'd either grant him access or deny him access. Yet I don't know what, what Philip might have. Philip might have a check of for a, a million dollars for me. Or he could have a bill for a million dollars for me. But I'm not going to know unless I grant access. But we know we know who we're granting access to. And we know it's not someone that has a bill for a million dollars. We're talking about a righteous man. He who grants access to a righteous man in the name of, you could say, because the, because the character of the man is righteous. Meaning he's not, he's not righteous in name only, but he's righteous because if that's who he is. He's not righteous because he says he's righteous. He's righteous because that's who he is. He's a prophet not because he calls himself a prophet. He's a prophet because he's had experience being a prophet. So he who he who grants access to a righteous man because the man the righteous man's character is that way shall obtain a righteous man's reward. So when you're seeking after God and you're pursuing after God, what are you doing? You are granting access in him into your life. You're granting access into into your life. You're granting, giving God access into your life. And then what happens is you receive who he is. What is, what would be receiving a prophet in the name of a prophet? What does a prophet do? They speak on behalf of God. So if they're speaking on behalf of God, what are they going to do? They're going to speak words of righteousness. If you... Receive a righteous man, what would a righteous man do? What would be the reward of a righteous man? He makes things right. Do you see that? So that's works of righteousness. And this is how the Father operates. His words are always words of righteousness, and His works are always works of righteousness. And you receive the rewards of it. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for illuminating us to your word. Hallelujah. And his righteousness. Hebrews chapter 11. Let's believe in this wall, we'll come together as we go. Thank you, Father. Not sure I want to start there. Hold on. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, we'll start with six, and we might go back. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Read that again. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God, if I'm coming to God, then I'm seeking God, right? Yes. I must believe that He is. He is. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. He is, but it comes down to this: I'm seeking. He is, meaning whatever I need Him to be. Yes. I'm seeking. I'm seeking Him, and you. I come to God, and I believe. I believe that he is. I'm seeking after him because I have an expectation. I'm seeking after him because he is a righteous man and he has a righteous world. I'm seeking after him. I'm granting him access to invade my situation and to invade my life. Why? Because I expect that he has the ability to change me, to change my circumstance. His righteousness has the ability to take whatever might be unrighteous in my life and make it righteous. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So seeking God, hungering, thirsting after God, receiving him is my ability, is my faith in action. It's my expectation in him because it says, it says must believe that he is and he is a rewarder that diligently seek them. Diligently would be just like hungering and thirsting, being desperate, meaning this is the pursuit of my life. This is not my Sunday pursuit. This is my everyday pursuit. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that comes to God comes to righteousness. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. A rewarder. Meaning there is a there's a there's a restoration there is a there's a prize there's a there's an outcome to my expectation there's an outcome to my pursuit the outcome in Matthew 6 was all those things will be added unto me there was an outcome in Matthew chapter 5 those that hunger and thirst after right what will be filled there's a there's a reward on the outside of seeking after righteous man, and that is the, the, of what a righteous man has. We we can see this throughout Scripture. I mean, think about even we look at Jesus as a, as an example. You know, the people that that in faith sought sought Jesus. Think of think of the the, uh, the centurion the centurion he's in Matthew chapter 5 he comes and he comes to Jesus and here he is he's a, a centurion meaning he's a Roman he's a Roman guard I meaning he, he doesn't have a covenant with God he's not a he's not a Jewish believer he, but yet he comes to Jesus and he's seeking Jesus why because he believes that he's a righteous man and he knows he's a righteous man because he he calls him a man of authority. And those are things we're going to get into in weeks ahead. But but the point is, he goes, he goes my servant is sick. And he said, he goes, I understand that you're a man under authority, just like I'm a man under authority. You tell one go and he goes into another go and he goes. And Jesus says, I haven't seen faith, not in Israel. And he said, go and your servant will be healed at the same point in time. But what was happening, They were he was seeking God. And, and what happened is righteousness showed up and brought healing to this man. What about Jairus? Jairus comes to G- and he's a ruler of the synagogue. And he comes to Jesus. And he says, he goes, my daughter is sick and she's at the point of death. And he says, can you come and heal her? And Jesus, I will go and heal him. And in the middle of the of, of them going, the woman with the issue of blood, of all the nerve. Of all the nerve, this woman with the issue of blood come and touches the hymn of Jesus. She come and touches righteousness. And, and he's the one with healing in his wings. And she gets made whole. And next thing you know, there's other people that come to Jairus and say, and, say, and say, don't worry about it. Your daughter's already dead. Jesus turned and says, fear not, only believe. And so let's go. Fear not, only believe. What was Jesus doing? Seeking first the kingdom of God. Don't worry, don't worry, don't fear, don't fear. But Jairus had to have some sort of expectation that if I go to this man named Jesus, there's something going to manifest. And what happened? He was rewarded on seeking after the one who speaks righteousness and the one who is righteousness. What about Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus, he, he ran ahead of to see Jesus. We, we're seeing faith in action by his pursuit. And he says, I'm going to climb. He, he climbed up so he could see Jesus. And as Jesus was walking by, he looks up and he goes, Zacchaeus, come down. He comes down real quick and he says, today I abide at your house. Now, what, what was happening? A lot of times people, people would just throw their hands up. Well, if Jesus just wants to do something, he'll do it. Um, No. And no. (laughs) Uh, We we cannot be passive, lethargic believers that put everything off in, in, well, I'm not sure if God wants to. It was his faith that brought the miracle. You know, when he said to the woman with the issue of blood... He, Jesus said, oh, it was my faith that made you whole. No, he, she goes, he goes, your faith made you whole. Amen. You know, it wasn't with wasn't the centurion. Okay, if he's, mm, let me see. Okay, just have him come to where I live. No, he had to do something. And I can take you through example after example after example. But they all, the breakthrough always had to do about them seeking after righteousness. Seeking after righteousness. Thank you, Father. Hmm. Now, let's read verse 7. Before I read that, but before I read that, Verse 5 tells us about Enoch, and, and all these are by faith, by faith, by faith, all throughout the entire chapter 11. By faith, by faith, by faith. And not one of them are you ever going to see that didn't have some sort of pursuit after God. Enoch, he said he walked with God. Man. I think one version, I think in, in Genesis, when it talks to him, he goes, and he had, and his, this was his history. And it's only like one, one verse. And Enoch's history was, he walked with God. I mean, you, you, you don't need to have a whole lot of scriptures ra- written about you. Um, you know, I, I don't need, you know, at the end of my life, you don't need to say a whole lot of things about me. Just say, he walked with God. I, I, I mean, yeah, all, th- all those other things. But I just want, I want I want my children. I want my grandchildren. I want my wife. I want I want people in this church saying he walked with God. Yes. Man, you don't need to write I I don't need to feel good about myself after I'm dead. I don't, it doesn't matter. You don't have to pump me up after I'm gone. <laughs> it doesn't need to happen. No, but tell me that I, I want, I want to know that my life was about pursuing God. Yes. Because as you do that, I'm telling you, Righteousness will intersect your life every time. Let's look at verse 7. Lord, help me here, Father. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his household. Just stay there for a moment. By faith, Noah. Noah. While you stay there, I'm going to go over to Genesis 6. You can make note of that if you're taking notes. Verse 8 of Genesis 6 says But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But Noah found grace. What's grace? It's God's ability, it's His ability on your natural ability, it's God's favor, it's opportunities. By grace. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, how do you obtain grace? Let's let Scripture interpret Scripture. Ephesians chapter 2. By grace are you saved. By grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, right? Right? So he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. The only way to really fully obtain grace is through faith. So Noah, by faith, all Noah's life was, was, about, was about having an ear towards God, pursuing God. And because of that, he found grace. Now let's look at the next verse. This is the genealogy of, no, genealogy of Noah. It says, he was a just and perfect in his generation and Noah walked with God. You see, you see the connection here. So you have to see there's a connection between seeking God, hungering after God, giving Him access to your life, that is releasing my expectations. So, so Noah had an expectation that he was encountering something that was beyond himself. Now let's go back to Hebrews 11. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household. By which he condemned the world. Now listen this. And became heir of the righteousness. Wow. He became the heir. Of the, of the righteousness. According to faith. Faith. He, he became an heir, Kenny. Meaning it was according to his faith. Faith. That he brought righteousness into his world of unrighteousness. And it was according to his faith. But that came through his life of seeking after God. Without going too far this direction. What does it say of Abraham? It said Abraham believed God. And he reckoned it to him. He accounted it to him as righteousness. So your faith and your pursuit after God is what lays hold of his righteousness in your life and in your situation. Let me start to close. Let's go to Psalms 36. Notice a little more teaching. You're receiving something this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Let's look at verse 5. Your mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the great mountains. Your judgments are great and deep. O Lord, you preserve man and beast. How precious is your love and kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust. Put their trust, faith. Faith. So as we finish out this morning in this message, my heart for this morning, I believe the Father's heart this morning is understanding as we pursue his word, we pursue him in prayer, we pursue him in worship, that we receive his, right, his righteousness invades our situation and our life. Because it says here, it says, therefore, the children of men put their trust in the shadow of his wings. And what happens when they put their faith and they put their trust in him? What happens is they're abundantly satisfied with the fullness of his house. That kind of sounds like all these things will be added unto you. That kind of sounds like hungering and thirsting after righteousness, you shall be filled. All those that trust and put their faith in them, it says that they would be abundantly satisfied with the abundance of your house. See, as you put your faith in him and you seek after God, you're, you can be abundantly filled. Hallelujah. Abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house. You're not, not, you don't want to be abundantly supplied with my house. Because, you know, in the natural, there could be limits to what, what Annette and I can do. But there's no limits to his house. You know, the old audio Adrenaline song? I got a big, big house. Lots and lots of. But think about it. This is, this is they tr- those that trust under the shadow of his wings. It said they would be abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house. So when you release your trust in Him, what happens is, is you're opening your life as a conduit to be satisfied by everything He is and everything He has. There's nothing He's withholding from you. There's no love He's withholding from you. There's no provisions He's withholding on from you. There's no directions He's withholding on from you. All He's looking for is a heart that is turned towards Him and pursuing after Him and seeking after Him. Because it's in that your life will be totally satisfied. Totally satisfied. I'm telling you, will never be disappointed if you go all in. Yeah. I've, I will never look back and say, God, I wish I'd waited a little bit longer to get saved. That will never come out of my mouth. That will never come out of my mouth. Any, I'm grateful for things that... That I was able to do in the natural. I'm grateful for things that um, accomplishments I made in the natural, things, different things that I did, I'm grateful for those things. But none of my natural accolades, so to speak, has ever really brought truly satisfaction to me. You know, it's kind of like the lollipop. You have the lollipop, and it might be great at first, but eventually you get to the stick, and there's no candy left. It's the same thing. But I'm telling you, his house, his house, his house, his house, his, his plan for your life, his purpose for your life. Abundantly satisfied. Let's close with Psalms 103. Worship team, you can come back up. Psalms 103. And I want to read, um, I want to go through this just so maybe look at it in a different perspective. Then I've, I've seen it before. I I've really mm, love this psalm. Psalms 103. Go ahead and stand to your feet. Oh, hmm. The Lord just correct me. I didn't finish reading something. Yes, stay standing. Hallelujah. Let hmm. me. Psalms 36. Hallelujah. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house. And you give them drink from the river of your pleasures. What are God's, the river of his pleasures? I wonder what God's river is. For with you... Is the fountain of life? This is these are ones trusting in his wings. It says, you abundantly satisfied. You drink from the river of his pleasures. For with God is a fountain of life. In in your light we see light. Meaning when I when I trust him and I come to him, meaning I start seeing things I didn't see before. And then he says, Oh, continue your love and kindness to those. Who know you? To those who know you, to those who know you, the word "know" is 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 someone in constant relationship. One, those that continually pursue you. This is a, this isn't an acquaintance. This is intimately acquainted with. This is this is like intercourse. This is the intermingling of two lives. Oh, continue your love and kindness to those that are intermingled with you. Now, listen to this. and to the upright in heart. The upright in heart. Meaning, continue this to, to those that know you and to the upright in heart. The upright in heart is a, is a heart position. Your heart is, is where we pursue God from. Faith is in your heart and it's in your mouth. So those that are upright in heart, meaning it's those that have their heart in the right position. Yes. Meaning it's a heart that's upright. Meaning it's not a, it's not a heart that's... It, it doesn't mean you never rest. It doesn't mean you never sleep. It just means spiritually. It just means your faith. It's just your heart is upright and your heart is expectant. Yes. Those that are upright in heart. And the Holy Spirit directed me to the scripture about the upright in heart. Ecclesiastes 7.29. Listen to this. This I found that God made man upright. Meaning he made Adam and Eve with a desire in and in, 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 in the right position to pursue him. This I found that God made man upright. Now listen to this, but they have gone in search of many schemes. The New Living says they seek many things that take them on a downward path. Well, listen to that God, God created man to have a right heart, but yet it was man that chooses to seek after wrong things that will take them down a downward turn. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. I don't want a downward turn. I don't want, I don't want to seek after schemes. So just with those two thoughts, the, the upright in heart that he created man with. And then it says, but they, but they follow after schemes. They, they search after schemes. I mean, they, they were created to have one thing they would seek after. Their heart was to seek one thing, and that was the creator. But yet they choose to seek other things. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things will be added unto me. And let's close with this. Verse 1. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord, all my soul. Now, this word bless here isn't just vocal. This word bless isn't just saying, I'm talking now. But this word bless here is a is actually a physical action that involves your whole being. So when it says bless the Lord, it's not just saying, okay, I'm going to shout to God right now. When this phrase, bless the Lord... The root word of this and with the picture that it gives in the Hebrew is, is a picture of a man coming and kneeling down on his knees. So when he says, bless the Lord, it's a man changing his position. So when I'm saying, bless the Lord, all, he says, all my soul, meaning all of me is involved in this. Everything I am is involved in this. All of me is in this. It's my actions. It's, it's my finances. It's all my soul. It's my emotions. It's my, it's my heart. It's my feelings. It's everything. I'm going to bring it. I'm going to lay it at the feet of Jesus. I'm going to bow my life and surrender and go all in to Him. Yeah. That's what the one, that one phrase for that Hebrew word, bless, in this chapter in this verse means. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And it's all that's within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Now, get a picture of this. See if I can give a, a better image of this. I'll go over here. I don't know how that podium is. All right, I've come. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Who he is, he's righteous. I seek first the kingdom. I'm seeking his righteousness. I hunger and thirst after righteousness. I grant access to the one that gives righteousness, and I can obtain that righteousness. He's a reward of those that diligently seek him. So, get this. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, all my soul. So, it's in this position of worship that i believe the psalmist is remembering cuz why he says bless the all my soul and forget not all his benefits he's not asking anything in this position he's not even asking for for lord i need your righteousness to overtake unrighteousness he's remembering what the one who is righteousness has already accomplished and already done forget not all his benefits what does righteousness do Who forgives all my iniquities. What does righteousness do? He heals all my diseases. What does righteousness do? He redeems your life. See, every verse here, he's remembering. He says, who? 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 And who? Who Who is He? He's righteousness. What does He do? He forgives all my iniquities. What does He do? He heals all diseases. What does He do? He, relieves, he redeems my life from destruction. What does He do? He crowns me with loving and kindness and tender mercies. What does He do? He satisfies my mouth with good things, so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. So I believe he's, he's worshiping God. I believe he's seeking after the Father. He's seeking after righteousness to come into his situation. And what, what righteousness has done in the past, he's doing it again. And I believe he switches tone here. And I believe all of a sudden now he comes from this position from remembering what God has done. And he says this. He's remembering. He says, the Lord executes justice and righteousness and justice for all that are oppressed. I believe he, he took some time remembering what God had done and all of a sudden he's looking at his current situation and he is saying, hey, those situations, he got me through those. These situations, hey, the Lord executes judgment and he executes righteousness for all who are oppressed. I believe that's what, how this, the Lord is communi- what He's trying to communicate here. And he is saying, yeah, and just as his righteousness showed up before and I remembered all those things he did, he's showing it up right now showing it up right now. The Lord executes judgment and righteousness for all that are oppressed. He executes. Better word for executes here is does. He does. The Lord does righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Father. Bless the Lord, all my soul and all that's within me. And forget not any of his benefits. Hallelujah. Let's just take a moment. Let's just take a moment and just bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and rehearse some things that he's done in your life. Let him rehearse some things that he's done in your children, your family don't think about don't don't think about what you need right now don't think about anything that you need right now Hallelujah don't think about uh, once right now don't think about uh, you know where you lack don't think about what to, what you need to wear what you're, where you're gonna live what you're going to put on don't think about maybe the symptoms in your body sickness in your home whatever it might don't get your mind on that but right now for a moment let's seek the Lord hallelujah let's re- release our faith in his righteousness hallelujah Thank you Father. Thank you Father. Oh my. Oh, thank
1: soul. you Father. Mm-hmm. Oh, my oh Thank soul. you Father. Thank you Father. I will bless the Lord. Mm. Oh my soul. Thank you Father. Oh my soul. I will bless the Lord. Oh, my soul, thank you. Oh, my soul, I will bless the Lord. Thank you, thank you. Oh, my soul, if he dresses the lilies. With beauty and splendor How much more will he clothe you? How much more will he clothe you? If he watches over Every sparrow How much more does he love you? How much more does he love you? you if he dresses the lilies
2: with beauty and splendor, how much more will he clothe it? How much more
0: these three words in my heart something is about to break something is about to break Let's say it again. Something is about to break. Something is about to break. Something is about to
3: break. Something. About to break. Something is about to break. Something is about to break. I feel it now, feel it in my heart. Something is about to break. Something is about to break. Coming, get ready, cause it's coming. Something is about to break. Something mm. is
0: about to break. Something is about to break. Something is about to break off you, around you, over you, in you, and through you. Something is about to break off you. Something is about to break over you. Something is about to break off and over your family. Oh, yeah. what What I see... What I see, what I see is there's something about there's something of demonic oppression that is breaking off, but at the same time, God's about to break something over. Mm. Hallelujah. as he breaks off, there's going to be a, a breaking loose over the church, a breaking loose over the people of God. There's a breaking loose something is about to break. Mm. Off you. Off you. Uh. Mm. It's breaking off. It's breaking off. It's breaking off of you. Mm. It's breaking off. It's breaking off. It's breaking off of you. Breaking off, it's breaking off. It's breaking, it's, breaking off. off it's breaking off, it's breaking
3: off. It's breaking off, it's breaking off, oh, oh. It's, breaking it's breaking off. It's breaking
2: off,
0: it's breaking off. It's to your neighbor to you. and, and, and and point to your neighbor and say that and prophesy it over them. Point to your neighbor and prophesy. Look them in the eye, and prophesy that on. over them.
3: Breaking <laughs> up, it's breaking up, it's breaking off, it's breaking off of you. Oh no, oh, oh. it's breaking up, it's, it's breaking off, it's breaking off of you. Somebody say it's breaking off, it's breaking off It's breaking off of It's breaking off. 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 It's breaking off.
0: Thank you, Father. I just I just sense there's a there's a there's there's things a lot of times that when Jesus made you may made lower your life, there was some things broken off of you. But there's still things that you may entertain. There's some things that, like to me, poverty is a curse. But yet poverty can be an attitude that remains in your in your thought life. You may have you may have different actions in your life and different attitudes in your life. Maybe because your mom was that way, your father was that way. But and you, and you do those things, and and those things happen, or those things take place, and you're like, I don't I don't want that to happen. I don't want to be like them. I don't want that to be me. I want to I want to be I, I want to break out into new territory. I don't want to be confined to their territory. I want to I want to be something that they've never been, or something greater, or something more. I just sense the Lord. I just, sense, I just sense the Holy Spirit saying, so in those things, the poverty and the things that have been handed down is being broken off of you in this season of your life. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Oh, we praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Curse is broken. The curse is broken. The curse is broken. Jesus, Jesus, who hung up on a tree for us. Hallelujah. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. That is broken off of us is broken off of us and we don't continue to carry it we don't continue to we don't continue to meditate upon it we don't continue to think about it we 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 are walking free we're walking into our broad place we're walking into our abundant place we're walking into our blessed place hallelujah cuz it's broken off of us Woo! thank you father hallelujah thank you father oh praise you father hallelujah thank you lord off. it's
3: breaking off it's breaking off from of me oh. breaking up, it's breaking up. It's breaking up. Something is about to break. It's breaking up. It's breaking up. Thank you. It's breaking
0: up. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we rejoice in breakthroughs. We rejoice in going higher. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah! That we see first your righteousness, your kingdom, and your righteousness. We hunger and thirst after righteousness. And I thank you Father that we are satisfied that you have added to us. I thank you that we're free from every enslaving you. Yo. Because your righteousness has invaded our lives and we thank you that Christ always causes us to triumph. In Jesus name. Amen. Give him a shout of praise. Amen. Hey. Hallelujah.
3: Right now, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it right now. I receive it, I receive it, I receive it right now. I receive it, I receive it, I receive it, something is about